0: Boys out of college. What is up? We are back. The Talking Heads. Trent Bally, Ethan Reisinga. Again, we are not affiliated with this league. We are simply the Talking Heads. E, how you doing today?
1: We're doing good. We're doing good. Trent, it's been uh, it's been quite the day. Just hustled over here from uh, teaching a bunch of middle schoolers for eight hours, and uh, I'm in. A, I'm currently in a study room at the University of Nebraska Omaha. So we're in the trenches. We're in the trenches a little bit, but we're here, we're live, and uh, we're ready to get going because because we care in this league. We care about bringing you the news and we care about bringing you everything that's news worthy.
0: We got, It was a hell of an episode one. We got a hell of an episode two coming up. As, uh, yeah, as We got as, a as
1: banger. We got a banger for you today.
0: Bangers only. And here's the thing. Don't say we don't care about this because I'm at work a little early here set up so that me and E could figure this out. I'm going to study, Rune. I got class in an hour
1: and people are surrounding me, probably looking in here, but it's for the sake of the league. We care. Instead
0: of hitting the books, we're hitting the gridiron. Never. Iron. never. Let's get let's get right into it then, E. We do have some uh, major news to cover around the league this week. Oh, um, we do. We have our first trade alert of the season. The Flying Dutchman receive Evan Ingram and Drake London in exchange for Tyler Higbee and Jordan Addison heading to the Filipinos. Now, I Mr. Moon manager Jack Gamini quoted in the group chat saying this is a robbery before my very eyes and quote Liger's manager, Brad Sanders says, quote, Nate, you got fleeced later said, Nate, just wanted to get talked about on the podcast. End quote, <laughs> Nate, if, that, "If That's the case, Nate mission accomplished. And finally, before I turn it over to you, E for some thoughts on this trade, revolution manager, Trevor Gelfius says, quote, I don't think it was that crazy of a trade by Drake, but Drake needs to figure shit out quickly. End quote. Now, for the record, Drake London in Week Two did have six catches for sixty-seven yards in the tutty. He showed up, but E, what are your thoughts on the trade?
1: Yeah, you know, Nate. Nate could be doing his best here to pull to pull a primetime time Deion Sanders and just trying his best to get into the media. And like that's what that's what a lot of the buzz is going around. That's what people are saying. And Nate, you succeeded. So if that was your goal, like Trent said, congrats. But. At first glance, I didn't really know how I felt about this trade. I, I, I really thought Philly got the better end of this deal. And I think time will tell. But in terms of this week, it, it was pretty even. And uh, I will say, I don't know how I feel about Drake London. I think he got saved by that touchdown he scored at the end of the game. Like, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was, I don't know. I think it's a pretty even trade for the most part. But I think time is going to tell who's really the winner here.
0: As a member of the media here, as a talking head, I feel like I am partially guilty of an anti-Flying Dutchman agenda that's going on because I think <laughs> I, I think no matter what this trade was, everyone was going to say Nate got fleeced. But it is what it is. Um, let's move on to a leaked trade offer that was not, uh, I, I, I believe, <laughs> <A> leaked
1: offer. <laughs>
0: I believe it was Trev who leaked this offer.
1: Is this from Schefter. Is this no is from Woj. The bomb.
0: The feeling offered wide receiver Cooper Cup, who is currently on IR, to Clarky Boy for wide receiver Michael Pittman and Joshua Kelly. Uh, some thoughts on this. Ex Ann Arbor Antics manager who's no longer in the league, Cole Barons, took a little step away from uh, from the business for some family time and whatnot. Said, quote, Gianni drinking that Flint water, end quote. So, <laughs> little, little.
1: Shout, out, shout out, CB. There. Shout out, CB. That's the first thing we got to say.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. Cole, if you're listening to this, brother, we love you. We miss you in this league. We'll expand to eighteen to get you back in here. We'll do it. <laughs>
1: league expansion league to expansion. eighteen.
0: Or we'll just do relegation. But whoever finishes last, that's the league punishment. You're just kicked out. Cole's back you're in. You kicked
1: out. You gotta join the 10-man league. Just it's just the championship league. That's what we call it.
0: That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> e, you are no stranger to these uh, trade offers that come from, from the feeling. What are your thoughts here? He's trying to trade someone on IR for two uh, relatively strong position players, one of which was a Indianapolis Colts. So maybe a hidden agenda there. I'm not sure. What are your thoughts?
1: You know, I, I, I'm a strong like believer in trading in this league, and I think you got to make some deals if you wanna if you wanna win. And um, I respect Gavin for you know reaching out. Now, in terms of this trade specifically, I don't think it's that bad of a deal. Now, Joshua Kelly is clear RB2 over there in LA. I think this was a pretty good trade. And like I got to give respect to Gavin because Gavin, when we started fantasy, is was known for just trying to fleece every single person that stepped into the arena. So I gotta respect Gavin for taking a shot here. Cooper Cup's coming back week four. It's not like he's out for you know 10 plus weeks. So I think that's not that bad of a trade. Gavin's in a position where he wants to win now. And maybe Clarky wants to invest after he starts off two and zero. Maybe Clarky wants to invest in some long term success. I don't know.
0: Yeah, the fact that this trade was uh, offered as Cup is on IR kind of makes it a little less uh, of a drunk trade. It actually makes more sense here. But let's move on because this is this is just a quick little update on something we talked about in episode one. Rick Dalton makes three roster moves this week, none of which involve 39-year-old quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who has a ruptured Achilles. So, again, Rob, I love (laughs) you. The the latest report is that he, at at the best, he's going to be back mid-January. Our season's already over by then. So, Rob, I promise you can drop him. I know he's just on your IR and he's not uh, taking up any roster space, but I would love to see that transaction come through that Aaron Rodgers has been dropped. Moving on
2: the Dream league Victoria. is on notice
0: a little bit we have a quote in the group chat with the feeling manager gavin petty saying quote let it be known that the feeling is running a cold and calculated operation dot 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 i will be feared in the critical weeks end quote well gavin you're on too, so you better turn this thing around right now uh turn the ship around you know yeah jump off get and off have, get off the ship And Ethan has given – Ethan's given Gavin plenty of uh, credit already thus far in the episode, so we'll move on to this one. Ethan, Lickety Split manager Ethan Reisinger notifies the league that he's willing to take phone calls about running back trades.
1: Yeah, it is is upon my personal uh, belief that the Lickety Split manager is, in fact, taking trade calls. He's opening the line to other managers. Has he received any calls? A couple – also let let me talk about something real quick. I also, when I approach trades, I like to shoot the text first. I always shoot the, Hey, are you willing to trade this guy? Yes or no. Now I'm not one that's going to propose the trade on NFL first because you're asking to get thrown into the group chat and get clowned. So like I stay away from that. Otherwise, like I'm, I'm, I'm shooting the text first. So I respect the guys that, you know, hit me up and they're like, Hey, like would you do this? Or would you do this? I love to make that a conversation. Now, I it's gotten a lot better with the type of trades I'm receiving. Okay. I feel like they've been a lot more even. And if they are even, I'll tell you that. And I'll be like, listen, I like where your head's at, but I'm just gonna politely decline. Okay. I haven't received any Gianni or Nate level threat type of trades yet. And hopefully I don't get there. But for the most part, we've been we've been hearing some calls. Um, none have been too appealing. We're looking for some, we're looking for some superstars though. So just know that big things are in the mix.
0: Very well said. I will say, I think it was a shrewd move on your end to put that feeler out there and not name any names. You just said, I got some running backs. Y'all might be interested in not naming names. Let the people come to you.
1: And I don't like, I don't like making the running backs. The running backs are safe. Like I don't want to give anybody the expectation that their spot is safe on my squad. Like, it ain't sweet around here. Nobody, no. nobody's job is secure. Like I want everyone to work for it. You know,
0: you got to keep everybody motivated. And E, as, as I'm probably going to butcher this uh, saying, but as someone once said, as a wise man, or maybe it was in Looney Tunes or some shit, I don't know. It ain't no fun when the rabbits got the gun. And right now, <laughs> Ethan with the stacked running back roster has the gun. couple more quick things before we get to the week one recap in the matchups, the North division, Take a bow. You are on the board, the Flying Dutchman, and make Delmar great again. Both snag a W. You're still by far the worst division in the league, but hey, it's early. We're only we're only two weeks in here.
1: Yeah, I don't know how good I feel about giving credit to something that's expected of you, so uh, no comment. <laughs> no comment.
0: Okay, and then lastly, the last place punishment of golfing in a skirt has seemingly been renewed for a second season. I
1: don't <laughs> we got the contract extension.
0: <laughs> yeah, credit credit to High uh, Mister Moon manager Jack and Minnie, who is uh really the 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 driving force behind this movement sure. to make sure we nail down a punishment. Because as we know, Ethan, this league Oof. is notorious for just uh, flying by the seat of their pants and trying to change shit mid season. So it's Don't fantastic we know. that Don't we have we know. right, wrong, or indifferent. You can you can rate this punishment a seven out of ten on how fun it is or whatever. It's happening. We at least have a punishment. So.
1: Mm. Eat. Shout out Trevor as well. Trevor was also one of the one of the people in there ma- trying to make it happen. Um, Chris was weirdly against that that whole thing, which kind of surprised <laughs> me because I feel like Chris doesn't really give his like strong opinion that much. Chris, but I've been respect. Chris has been a voice. Chris has been a voice for the voiceless in that chat, and you know I respect what? it.
0: Chris is the Seattle Kraken. He shows up in this league, and within two years, he's already in the championship, winning championships, Look hanging banners. Yeah. Feet. And and yeah, Chris Chris wasn't flying with the Instagram live thing, so I yeah I'm, I'm with you, Chris. i will with you, Chris. In. I'll flow with you, Chris. All right, week one recap. Let's get right into it. Yeah, I gotta start, Ethan, with Breeze taking down the feeling. Now <laughs> Dave wins by fifty seven point nine six, just shy of fifty eight points. Breeze. This is the this is the silent killer, and David I, David might be the busiest out of all the people in this league with his whole hockey schedule and everything going on. And we ripped him last week for the simplicity of his name and the logo. And I said, I was on the record last week saying, this is my biggest storyline for week two. How is Breeze going to get off the mat? Hmm, maybe a 58-point win, David. Mm. So credit to you, this was a monstrous win. Uh, You deserve immense credit from your friend over here.
1: You know what I love about it too, Trent? You, You mentioned how he's the silent killer. And Breeze is in all lowercase letters. It's, like, there a a cor- there a, it's, it's like a whisper. It's like a silent Breeze because that's what he does to you.
0: As you teachers would say, it's, it's a level one voice. It's just a very <laughs>
1: – It's a level one voice. I don't want to hear it.
0: He's that's gonna- how he gets you. He's gonna soothe you, and then he's gonna slit your throat with a fifty-eight point win. So Breeze, very well done. <laughs> Breeze is like, the
1: real Lamarcus Aldridge of fantasy football. Puts up a quiet twenty-eight and fourteen stat line here, um, but a quiet fifty-eight point win to say the least. And Breeze don't—he doesn't got to talk about it. He doesn't got to rub it in.
0: No, he'll leave it, it is, at that. Is it worthy of the throne room? You'll have to stick around. Stick and around. Find out MVP find of that. this one, Ethan. I think no doubt has to be Justin Jefferson. Do you have a different answer?
1: I had Jay Herbo. I expect, and for my reasoning, I expect 23 out of of Jay Jeff. He's the number one pick. He better be getting me 23 points. But Jay Herbo, I I thought he would have an off game last week, and he proved me wrong. So respect, Jay Herbo.
0: You got to give the credit where the credit's due. By the way, I think we said that phrase. You got to give credit where credit's due like 20 times in the last episode. So we'll try to spice it up. We'll try (laughs) to spice it up this time with some synonymous phrases. Number two, someone I know on this panel, lickety split, one thirty one point six over the Ligers, one hundred five. Ethan wins by twenty five point nine. Ethan, how'd you pull it out?
1: Uh, not much to be said about this game. We go, we kind of went in. We knew what we were going to do. We knew we were going to get the job done. Um, Brad didn't stand much of a chance from the beginning. Um, you know, he he ended up starting Geno Smith and Kenneth Walker, who ended up being his only lifelines of the match. But, um, yeah, I think the story of this game was the bounce-back week for my wide receivers specifically. We went from everybody getting five and below last week to my top three guys all scoring 15-plus. And uh, nothing flashy out of them, but they got the job done. So nothing to be said there. Guys did what they were expected to do. J- Jalen Hurts had a, had a big game as well. Um, I, love, I love to see it out of my guys.
0: Good way to put it all around. I think the MVP would be the receiving core, like you said. Yep. Adam Thielen and DJ Moore, getting it done while their team loses. That's the epitome of fantasy football right there. Just get right. put up some points, put right. up some points. NFL be damned. It's about fantasy. So I'll give the nod to uh, Adam Thielen. Even Look, I'll
1: say I was, I was this close. I was close to dealing Thielen right in the beginning of this week. I was done with him. I was like, you know, 1.4, he's old, he's washed. Bryce Young threw him the ball like five times in the first three minutes of that game. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe we got something cooking here. I was, re- I was really close to setting sail on that ship, but Hey, we're done. We're done with it. And uh, let's move on.
0: He showed up for you. Um, he did. Let's get to our third matchup here. Trevolution. This was, this was our game of the week, by the way, Trevolution.
1: Underwhelming game of the it, week.
0: It was a little underwhelming. Trevolution picks up a 20 point win over the Filipinos. Look, not much to be said here. Trev took care of business. He was my lock in the gambling pick. It happened. Uh, Nick Chubb goes down, so you hate to see that. You wonder how that's going to affect Trev moving forward. But MVP mm-hmm. here. We. I mean, we've said this before. This Dallas Cowboys defense just puts up points for Trevor.
1: Mm-hmm. Trent, I got a. I got a little bit of a
0: surprise. I like surprises. What's um, up?
1: Trevor has a message for the people of this league,
2: and he has a message for for philly what's up guys gm of the trevolution football team here with a quick message for those of you looking to take a seat in the throne room as you all know there were two brutal executions this week to throne members and those two seats are now up for grabs but to even get a glimpse of the sacred room you'll need to head deep south I'm talking Shreveport, Louisiana, Deep South, because that division runs this shit. You know, Philly, I really liked your profile pick this week. Fortunately, it didn't last too long because you've been a throw. And Devin, your team looked like the real Sparty squad this week, getting absolutely obliterated on the football field by my fellow South division comrade, T-Bow. So sorry, my friend, but you've been a dethrone. Shit, TB and TG looking like Jay and Yay watching this throne. Ha <laughs> ha. Look forward to welcoming two new members who have proved themselves worthy of sharing these sacred seats with T Bal and I. And one last thing, congratulations to Ethan, Dave, and Gianni. For teleporting to the front of the waivers this week and grabbing the number two wide receiver tight end and running back in the league unfortunately you know that puts an asterisk on the season but that's neither here nor there love you all good luck this week and good luck if you venture into the throne Trevor got
1: the job done. He proved me wrong. Philly. I really thought I had it in you. And I'm a, and I'm curious, Philly. I'd love to hear some, some response in the group chat. Your team is kind of live and die by the dolphin. And, uh, if Tua and Tyreek aren't doing it, then it kind of, your whole team isn't doing it. So that's something to look out for is Tua and Tyreek. Good week, good week for Philly. Bad week, bad week for Philly. But Trevor, regardless, RIP Nick Chubb. Um, that was a crazy injury, Monday Night Football. Um, I'll, all eyes are on the manager at Trevolute, on Trevolution's camp to see where he goes next at RB. But um, I'm no doubt he'll get it done.
0: Yeah, maybe Trev will be making a call to the owner of uh, the Lickety Split organization. Hey,
1: we, we got some to share. We got some to share.
0: Plenty to go around. <laughs> it's like it's Thanksgiving up in the Lickety Split. Uh, oh, court.
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. All, all, right. the, all the foods.
0: Matchup number four. And I'm going to give the final score and we're going to wrap it up and everything, but E, I think there's a little bit of a hidden narrative here that's skating under the, it's, it's under the <laughs> radar.
2: <laughs> what do we got? What do we got?
0: We got the flying Dutchman taken down Hyde Mr. Moon by just shy of 40 points. Jack uh. on Friday, Jack and says, quote, Nate, you picked an awful week to play me in fantasy football and quote, Nate on Monday says, quote, it's a shame Jack had to be the one playing me this week after being called washed and quote. Now, Again, I will hand up, admit, I am commandeering a whole – I'm commandeering the Dutchman <laughs> to an extent. I've got a whole thing going on. I'm driving the bus for the anti-Dutchman narrative, and I'm sorry, Nate. It's not. It's nothing personal. I just – I would like to see you have success uh, after the Trump administration sometimes. So that's, 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 that's about all I got. The hidden narrative here, E, Mr. Moon is not putting up points this season.
1: At he all. is not. He is not.
0: Granted, granted it's early. There's plenty of time to turn some things around when you look at what actually happened in the matchup. I mean, Justin Fields, decent fantasy quarterback, but he's just not reaching his projection. Mm D-Hop, not reaching his projection. Zay Flowers, not reaching his. Travis Kelsey, not like it's just a very underwhelming week. Two weeks, really, for Hyde Mr. Moon. Two weeks where he's been sub-100. What are your thoughts on this one?
1: I think you're spot on. I think it's definitely something to be monitored that, Jack hasn't broken 100 yet. And um I don't, I I'm obviously I don't want to say that he's, you know, this terrible team because I freaking lost to him last week. So, but I will comment on the Nate stuff. This was one of those matches where you have two large trash talkers, right? And a lot of banter going back and forth between the two pre-week starting and what happens when the week ends, but it's silent they get one comment each while it's going on, but then everyone's kind of looking off to the side, like, like waiting for Nate to kind of just rip into him. But Nate's one of those guys where he like, he'll get it done. And he will like, Hey, no, no love lost. Like it is what it is. So this game was really interesting. Cause I know for Nate, me and me, and know, me and the manager over there at the Dutchman, we, we've had close relations for quite, quite a long time. We go back, um, back to the hope college days. Um, and, <laughs> And the Dutchmen loved that win, and I know that when they watch film that they're going to they're gonna have a lot of fun doing it. So good for the Dutchman, um, good for the league. I would have liked to see a little bit more banter, but a little a little bit caution over there for the moon and moon and family over there.
0: You know what, E, while well, you were mentioning how you and the owner of the Dutchman over there go way back. I put my finger on it. I finally realized what it is I have against Nate Willett. You want to know what it is?
1: What is it? I'm
0: gonna blow your mind with this one. Okay. 2015 season. We're in the basement. We are in the basement of your house on Eighth Avenue. Oh no. We're draft day. It's draft day. Trent, me has like the fifth or sixth pick, I think. Nate Willett has the first pick. I'm gonna.
1: I know exactly where you're going with it. (laughs) I
0: I am. I am fully prepared to reach for Calvin Johnson. Like he's. He's like on all these. All these websites, he's like ranked ninth or tenth. I've got like the fifth pick. I'm like. I'm. Fuck it. I'm reaching for Calvin. It's gonna happen. Nate picks him first overall, and I remember the life just got sucked out of me, and I just fell to the floor. And I think I ended up with like Antonio Brown or something that year. (laughs) (laughs) CTE catch the energy, but. Yeah, Golly. that was, I think I think I figured it out, Nate. Well yeah. done, Nate. Years we later, dig. I'm still not over it.
1: <laughs> we had to dig into the archives for that one. And uh, listen, Nate, we, we forgive, but we don't we do not forget over here on the, no. the weekly steel trap.
0: The so. talking heads have steel steel trap memories. Real quick, uh MVP pick. I will hand it to Brian Robinson.
1: Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. Same here. He got the job done. Dude, dude went off. He went nuclear. So you know, the Washington Eric Bieniemy's doing his thing over there at Washington. I, I gotta respect the offense that's been coming along. This yeah. guy, this quarterback for Washington, uh, what's his Sam name?
0: Howell. Howell. He is
1: going he's doing well this year. Good for him, but Brian Robinson, yeah, for sure. Guy of the week.
0: Yeah, you want to talk about silent killers, the power rankings that go Breeze, and then number two is like Eric Bieniemy in Washington. So there, there's <laughs> <other> <laughs> silent killer. Let's get to the fifth matchup of the week. Kid Karch takes down Bass Pro Bombers by ten and a half points. This was the closest game of week two. This was another one that was highly discussed towards the end of the last episode, but Karch gets the best, and the defending champs drop to 0-2. Not a whole lot going on in this one other than Daniel Jones completely turning some heads, Derrick Henry about what you'd expect, Jamal Williams got hurt, that sucked. There were just kind of some weird things going on in this game. But ultimately, you got to give credit to Kid Karch, who is now, uh, as we as we stand at week three, I think he's near the very top of the standings so statistically. Mm-hmm. E, what did you see in this one?
1: Yeah, you know, I I, I went out on a limb last week, and I mean, I made a big call, and it went back on me. And you know what? I think something me and Trent both love on here is accountability, right? I'm I'm man enough to stand up here and say, Mitchell, I was wrong. You proved me wrong. And you know what? I was wrong about this match. Kyle, you also let me down. But Mitchell, your your team went nuclear. Now, was it your team or was it two guys? That's the real question. It was really Daniel Jones and Nico Collins. Regardless, you got the win. You know, when when guys like Shaheed, when guys like Kendrick Bourne, when, when Gibbs, when Pierce, when they when they let you down, other guys stepped up. So I gotta come up here. I gotta eat my words, Mitchell. I was wrong about your squad. And uh, good win for you, man. Good win.
0: Mitch, this was just a good old-fashioned hard-nosed football, Big Ten, 1970s style of play. Maybe not 70s. Probably more like the the 90s. We got a quarterback here slinging it. You got your number one in CD taking care of business. And then you've got your flex player, Nico Collins, showing up. Next man
1: up. Next man up.
0: Kind of a strange thing here that I noticed, and I, I know no one cares about this, but I don't know how often this happens. We had a defensive tie, 8-8. Eight to eight. And if you look at the projection, it was exactly the same as well. They were both Whoa. projected 10.11. So I don't know if that will ever happen again. Uh, again, this is just like a super nerdy crunch the numbers thing inside baseball. But it was a stalemate on defense. Luckily, Karch was able to lead on his quarterback and, and, and his number one receiver. I'm going to give the MVP to Danny Dimes. And here's the funny thing. Mitch, when you're watching these games – you are absolutely rooting for a close one so that Danny Dimes has to keep slinging it and running up those fantasy points, brother. That was awesome to watch. Congrats to you on the win, MVP Danny Dimes. Ethan, do you object at all?
1: No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And it takes a lot of guts to give the reins of a team to Daniel Jones. And uh, Mitchell, you do it You do it in confidence, and you do it in, in tried and true, and uh, it's done with grace. So good for you, Daniel Jones, MVP.
0: So this next one. I'm going to be somewhat sensitive here because this is my team. I'm trying to remain biased. But Detroit Rock City takes down Sparty Squad by a season-high 63.04 points. That is the largest margin of victory all season. Granted, Devin did start someone that didn't – Cam Akers is on the trade block, and he was inactive. But, you know, that – it was kind of that weird four o'clock slate where sometimes you're not always checking your phone. You set your lineup at one. You don't really realize what's going on. Um, so I don't really know what went on there, but look, I, sh- I got lucky a little bit with Brees Hall kind of laying an egg. I'll say this, Raheem Mostert. I think I picked him up in like the 10th round or something crazy like that. He's been like my best player. He's been, he he just puts up points.
1: Yeah. That,
0: you want to say, say Philly lives and dies in Miami. Like I, Kind of live and die by Miami as well. But here's the thing for all you. I'm going to send all you people a message in this league. The scary thing for y'all, Patrick Mahomes hasn't really had a great game yet. He's the fourth ranked fantasy quarterback right now. He's only averaging 27.3 points per game. That's going up. And you know who he gets this week? You know who he gets this week? The Bears. The Bears who blow chunks and are going to end up. Hey, their defensive
1: coordinator just resigned, too. He's out, so yeah. they got they might have to hire Justin Fields to, yeah, so to start at D.C.
0: They're scrambling. They're scrambling. Uh, So I don't want to get too much more into this one. I just think my squad took care of business. Shout out to Detroit Rock City. I'm going to give my MVP to James Conner only because I love him. Uh, That's about Dude, all I got. Eat. He runs
1: hard, man. Um, I'm, I gave your MVP to Mostert because, like you said, no one – Thought this guy was gonna put up numbers, and just the fact he got him so late in the draft just shows like the resilience. And you you get awarded for working hard in this league, and I think he's really reaping what he sowed. So good for him, Devin. Yeah, Kirk Cousins ain't gonna save this shit, man. Sorry, can't starting starting Cam Akers when he was inactive. That's I a question for the manager. That's a question for the manager. I'm not really leaving Devin off the hook on this one because he could have put Brees Hall in for Cam Akers and started one of his wide receivers. He was very capable of doing that. And I think this news about Cam Akers came out before the game started. Now, no haste. This isn't personal, but we're going to hold you accountable. And uh, just as I had to hope you hold, you hold us accountable. Don't start an inactive player.
0: Detroit Rock City still wins by 50-plus. So Absolutely. Just uh, credit where credits due, I guess. I don't know. I, that Lose with there. pride,
1: I guess, is what I'm trying to say. At least have some pride for the league. You no, know?
0: you're exactly you're exactly right. I'm just saying this is a rare situation where it didn't matter at all who was out there. But whatever. I don't. Again, I don't, right, don't want to. And I will
1: say there there might be some crazy reason to where Devin couldn't get on his like phone and check his lineup. So I'm not trying to like overstep. If there's a serious reason why he couldn't get on it, like I'm going to sound like a total asshole. So. With This is with the assumption that he had access to internet at the time of the game. And that's all I'll say. Sorry, Trans.
0: Yeah, I was at a funeral. I couldn't set my lineup, asshole. Yeah, who
1: really looks like the dick now? Now I do. But, hey, someone's got to be a villain, I guess. Here we go.
0: Number seven here. Make Delmar great again. Gets an 11-point victory over Rick Dalton. Spink. Uh, Spink gets his first win. Meanwhile, Bob drops the 0-2. You hate to see it. this was this was the all-time logo matchup for the week. Christian McCaffrey showing out, Christian Kirk showing out. Uh, it was a week for Christianity. How about that, E?
1: <laughs> it was a week for the uh, the Protestant movement. absolutely. Yeah, Christian stand up. And um I would just like to comment on the this was the all-time logo matchup, but look at how kind of symmetrical the logos are. You got like an over-the-shoulder shot of Rick Dalton. You got an over-the-like a shoulder kind of shot of, this wasn't planned, but man, when does this happen? Well, symmetrical uh, logos here, but yeah, like you said, the Christians really came came through here. Um, Devontae Smith, massive Thursday night game for him, but those were the stars of the show. Not much else to be said. Rick Dalton's uh, camp over there. I'm not worried about his team, honestly. Um, he's got some talent. They just really haven't came through yet. And I think that's something that can just, that, that takes time. These teams are still finding their footing a little bit. So don't jump ship yet, Rob.
0: Something to keep your eye on here. All of you people listening to this, Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper. Rob has that one, two punch. And now that Nick Chubb is hurt, they're going to be slinging the ball a little bit more. I think so that, that could be your saving grace here, Rob. Uh, we'll see if that starts in week three, my MVP here, Uh, I I guess I'll give it to Christian Kirk because I kind of called him out last week a little bit. I said that he wasn't going to make that big of a difference in Jacksonville, and he showed up, uh, albeit in a loss. But that's impressive to put up almost 21 points when your team only scores nine points in real life. That's pretty impressive as a receiver. So I'll give it to Christian Kirk.
1: Yeah, I'll give it to Christian Kirk. Um, Or, I mean, I hear you on Christian Kirk. I'm going to give it to Lamar a big divisional matchup for him walked into Cincinnati and, and got the job done we didn't really comment much much on Joe Burrow and and his stuff but Trevor will save that for another time but Lamar Lamar walked into the scene and and put it on for the city so good for him I, I got my MVP as Lamar
0: Jackson we'll round out our week one recap with a Clarky boy 25 and a half point win over Chip's fever now I do have a text to read for this one Clark says quote can't okay. wait." for the talking heads to talk about my letdown spot, end quote. Clarky, warranted, brother. Absolutely warranted. Me and Ethan got on here. We thought this was a letdown spot. More so me. I thought it would be a letdown spot for you. I thought you'd be feeling yourself after taking down Nate because you and Nate hate each other. And then, you know, <laughs> you end up moving it to an all. Res- respect, brother. Uh, R- respect. Uh, Jared Goff came through for you. He's-, he's putting up great fantasy numbers this year thus far. T. Higgins with a monster game more than doubling his projection. All around good performance. And, of course, if we're going to give the Cowboys defense credit uh, for Trev, we got to give the Buccaneers defense credit. Dude,
1: that's, that's, a that's a good take.
0: 26 points. a good take.
1: Yeah. Baker's really doing something over there in Tampa, man, and it's it's spreading like wildfire. And you got to give it to Clarky, man. Clarky really walked in. He proved. We thought we uh, did. You think Chips was gonna seal the deal and get the upset here? Because I know I did. I was definitely on record saying I thought Chris was gonna get the upset. And uh, Clarky took that personally, and he he really put his heel to the iron and got it done. And his he's got a nice receiving room over there at Clarky's camp. Little Debo Higgins and Pittman—that's something to watch this year. Got some nice receivers.
0: And Josh Reynolds on the bench for the Lions, scoring 21 points. Who knows if you might need him to come through on a bye week or something. He's right, a all of
1: that, all of that damage was done without Austin Eckler, which I had to double take at.
0: Correct. So, so that, that concludes our – well, I get, did we give MVP picks already? Am I going crazy? I'll give my MVP to Jared Goff. Falling out of his mind. Outplayed Josh Allen on the other side. That's impressive.
1: Yeah, my MVP is Austin Eckler for scoring zero. But not needing to play at all, um, I'm sure he just got some time to rest, and uh, he'll be back strong next week. But my MVP is Austin Eckler for the verbal support that he probably gave to Clarke's team.
0: So there you have it, a turbulent week two. So now we'll give a week three preview. We'll just do a quick little whip around. E. We'll give our give our picks here. First of all, we got the feeling 0 and 2 taking on Lickety Split, 1 and 1. Who wins this one?
1: uh absolute curb stomp lickety split we'll take this one by 75 points
0: that's a that's a that would look it could happen 63 points 63 point victory happened this week your uh, yeah, and you're yeah you know it's not
1: realistic i guess 75 you know we'll call it 40 lickety split by 40 i'll say that
0: we'll call I'll meet it you in the 40, middle. says e here's the deal Gavin, I don't think your team is bad. I really don't. The problem is Anthony Richardson is is tough now. Khalil Harbert is not going to be running the ball a whole lot against the Chiefs, I don't think, because I think the Chiefs are going to get up big. I just see a lot of problems here for you this week. I'm sorry. I just, I, I don't know. I think you might be in trouble until Cooper Cup comes back, and maybe by then you'll be starting Matthew Stafford. You'll have that stafford Cup combo going on. Then maybe you can rise yeah. back up. But unfortunately, I think you're dropping to 0-3 here, and I got lickety-split taking care of myself. Yeah, I
1: will say I'm glad I'm playing Gavin when Cup and Taylor are not in the picture. That's kind of a blessing in disguise right there. So, Gavin, I know you got some injuries over there, but I do think I'm going to win this game. Let's do the That's next one. That's what
0: they call a scheduling advantage. Uh, here's what we got <laughs> now. We got, <laughs> we got Trevolution, 2-0, taking on Sparty Squad off a tough loss, 1-1. and E, who wins this one?
1: Oh, my gosh, man. This is going to be a nice little game. We got we got Sparty over here projected to win, and I love what Kirk Cousins has been doing over there in Minnesota. You got 1 o'clock, Kirk Cousins. You got the early slate Kirk Cousins coming to town, playing the Chargers. This game is going to have probably 2,000 passing yards in it. Um, I think Sparty comes in with the upset here. I think Sparty gets the job done at home. And I think Burrow and Camp still are a little hesitant to get the thing totally going over there. So I got Sparty in this one. Give me Sparty.
0: This is an all-time crossover matchup here because on Trev's side, we've got Joe Burrow while Devin has Jamar Chase. And on Devin's side, we got Kirk Cousins, while on Trevor's side, we got Madison. So <clears throat> there's going to be a lot of weird stuff going on here with you know the points being distributed evenly on both sides. Totally. Trevor, you made me look like a genius last week by picking you as my lock. I'm going to keep riding the Trevolution horse. Uh, I like I like Trevolution to take care of business. Like you said, E, I think this is a good matchup. But uh, Trevor's shown that it doesn't really take a, a Joe Burrow mag- – what's the word? What's the word?
1: A Joe Burrow uh, – uh, uh, oh, my uh, gosh. Uh, magnum Opus? Is that what it is?
0: Sure, yes, yes. Uh, uh, I want to say Mafioso, but that's not the word.
1: It doesn't <laughs> bro, I think –
0: it doesn't, it doesn't take, matter. It does not take a, an elite Joe Burrow game, a vintage Joe Burrow game for Trevor to stomp on his opponent because he's got that cowboys defense. He's got some dogs and Garrett Wilson. Kyle Pitts is always a sleeping giant, it seems like. So I, I got I got you, Trev. I think you pick up another one. Um Magnum
1: Opus, a large and important work of art slash music, slash literature. <laughs> so I don't know, man. That word, that phrase just popped into my head, but it kind of makes sense, I guess.
0: It fits if the boot fits. All right, Uh, third matchup. We got the Ligers one and one taking on Breeze one and one. This one's juicy.
1: It is. It is. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ride that NFL matchup of Minnesota LA, and I'm gonna take Breeze with a passion here. Breeze with a passion. uh, Brad, I think Brad's coming off a tough loss. He's a little rattled. Ayuk's questionable. Could be dealing with some stuff over there, but give me breeze in this one, man.
0: Yeah, interesting thing to watch here. And I mentioned this in the first episode. This is just my opinion, but I think between Geno Smith and Russell Wilson, I think Brad's going to have a coin flip every single week on who to play. <laughs> but I think right now he's got Geno in there. That is absolutely the right call, in my opinion, because he's playing, you know, rookie Bryce Young and, and the Carolina Panthers. So uh, I don't know,
1: man. Carolina's defense is kind of sneaky, I think. Like, they're just a team that's like, I don't think their over is ever going to hit. Like, I just don't. Um, so, yeah, I could see Geno struggling in that situation. And then you got Russell Wilson who's playing Miami. So, it's like, they're just going to be throwing a ball the whole time. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's fair. It all depends on the ebbs and flows of how the game goes and what uh, these quarterbacks are required to do. And that leads me to my big point here. Dave, I think Justin Herbert uh, gets the Chargers their first win at Minnesota. Does the Lions a favor? Does the Packers a favor? Drops the Vikings oh, yeah. to 0-3 after winning that division last year. I love Herbert this week. I think he puts up 30-plus. So give me Breeze to take a win here against the Ligers. Sure. Uh, fourth matchup, moving right along. Kid Karch, 2-0 against the Flying Dutchman, 1-1. and Ethan.
1: Mm. This is going to be a fun one for sure. I think this is the closest projected matchup that we have this week. And I see it going down just like that. Um, When, you know, when two heads collide like this, two powerful teams in this league, it comes down to who's a better coach. And, um, you know, this might be a crazy take, but Nate's got the hardware to say that he's he's had more managerial success. So I know Mitchell's going to send me a a nice friendly text after this podcast, but give me Nate and make it a close one. Give me Nate and make it a close one.
0: Um, like you said, this is projected to be very close. The quarterback matchup, uh, Daniel Jones and Trevor Lawrence projected it's it's a difference of a hundredth of a point. So that's something to watch. D- Mitch, you could get you could get out of the get out of the shoot quickly here. I mean, you got Daniel Jones on Thursday night. I love cards to show up here, and the big, big, big reason is Jameer Gibbs. I think is gonna have his first breakout game as a Detroit Lion in week three because David Montgomery's not playing. And, you know, that hurts mm. me. That hurts Detroit Rock City. But I think Jameer Gibbs is going to show up for you. I like Mitch to win this one relatively comfortably. Again, maybe pushing the oh. anti-flying Dutchman agenda. But, hey, you shouldn't have picked oh. Calvin Johnson. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, sixth – no, excuse me, fifth matchup here. we got Clarky Boy, 2-1-0, taking on Make Del Mar Great Again. One and one. This is an all-time Granville baseball matchup right here. Vintage Granville <laughs> It's
1: an all-time Granville baseball matchup. Two Little League presences here.
0: Yes. <laughs> there, there, there are some stars in this one. The stars are coming out in this one. You got Jared Goff, who currently is a top-10 fantasy quarterback. Lamar Jackson, who is not. He's ranked 20th in fantasy. And he's, I think he's just ready to break out right now. So this could be a very, very, very... Very close one. Uh, It's projected to be about a six-point difference. E, who do you got here?
1: Um, I'm going to take Spencer in this one. I think Spencer hands Clarkey's first loss. Reason being, I may be on the other side of things. I think this Detroit-Atlanta game is going to be pretty low scoring. And um, I think Jared Goff is the engine of this Clarkey boy team. And I think with Jared Goff not doing well, I think his other players are going to have to step up. And I don't know if they're really able to do that or willing to do that. Um, So I'm going to take Spencer, and a a player to watch is Jalen Warren because Najee Harris has been getting a lot of flack lately for being slow, and I could see them slowly handing the reins off to this Warren character. So that's something to watch for. But give me Spencer, and I'm going to say make it a 15-20 point win.
0: Interesting thing to watch here is that Clarky boy heavily relies on revolution quarterback Joe Burrow here when you look at T Higgins and Tyler Boyd in that lineup. The Bengals are in big danger of going to 0 and 3. They're playing the the Los Angeles Rams on Monday Night Football this week. I don't really it's going to come down to whether or not Joe Burrow breaks out of this slump or not. If the Bengals start 0 and 3, then it, it's trouble in paradise and they might shut him down, get him some surgery. I don't know what's going on with Joe Burrow. So Um, for that reason, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say that Spence gets the win here, but I think it'll be a little closer than you think. Um, I don't know. This is, this is, I will
1: say, dude, I will say, I think if we're wrong about anything on this entire show, I think we'd be wrong about Joe Burrow because obviously he starts slow, but like, Give Burrow a primetime game like this one where all the lights are shining on him, I can totally see him going for like 350 and four touchdowns. Like, I, That's the one thing I think we could be wrong about is that Joe Burrow game this week. And uh, if that's true, he does break out, man, Clark, he's, he's going to have a field day.
0: The flip side, too, and I'll just throw this out there, and I know everyone thinks I'm stroking Lamar just because I love. I do love Lamar. But I, <laughs> Lamar, Lamar's playing a horrendous Colts team. So I like Lamar could this could be a Lamar game like forty plus okay. in fantasy but we'll see um, we'll move right along uh, sixth matchup of the week Detroit Rock City two zero takes on Filipinos one and one now I will preface this all by saying Philly you you you're catching a break here with no David Montgomery I'm gonna rest St Brown's questionable but he's supposed to play I'm gonna be completely fair I'm gonna be completely uh, objective. I think Philly hands me my first loss this week. I don't know. I, it, it, again, it depends. I think Mahomes could put up a, a, a huge stat line against the Bears, and maybe Mostert keeps things going. Maybe I sneak one out, but this this feels like a letdown spot for your boy, in my opinion.
1: Trent has given up on his roster. He's now on, on, <laughs> on camera saying that he's given up on his squad.
0: I, what if I I'm also, not person,
1: not? <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'm just messing. I do also think Philly is gonna get this one done. That is no testament to poor management over there at Rock City. But like you said, Montgomery's out. I can see this Kansas City game being like they get up by three touchdowns early, and then they like yeah. almost like throw in the bench guys or some some shit like that. Right. So I I could see it like going south for you. I see Tua and Tyreek having a bounce back week. With Aaron Jones getting put back into the lineup, uh, you got a you got a three headed monster over there. So, good luck to you, sir.
0: Another thing I want to I just want to point out for the sake of parity here, James Conner, who's been a stud for me. He's playing that Dallas defense. I don't know if that's going to go through. So Dallas well. me. You know, if the Cowboys continue to put up the numbers they have, the Cardinals and Josh Dobbs are going to have to throw to get back into that game or keep up, and that's not going to benefit me over here. I will also say. With the injury to Montgomery, I've got Zeke Elliott in my slot, or in my flex, Gosh. And he's playing that Jets defense, which is pretty a pretty good defense for how bad that team looks right now after two weeks. But whatever. I got Philly taking me down. Uh, seventh matchup of the week, Bass Pro Bombers, 0-2 versus Rick Dalton, 0-2. One team will get their first one of the season. E, who it's going to be? Who's it going to be?
1: Wait, what you say the matchup list? Which one are we on?
0: Bass Pro Bombers, Rick Dalton.
1: Oh, uh, Bass Pro or Rick Dalton. Give me Rick Dalton to get his first win. Fortune favors the bold, Trent, might I say. Fortune (laughs) favors the bold. Rod has been a lot more active lately in this league. He's been a lot more active with his players movement. He's been a lot more active making roster changes, transactions. He's reached out about a couple trades. And I like where his head's at as a manager. And um, I'm not convinced that Kyle has direction over there. And um, Kyle really did me dirty last week. So I'm going to take Rick Dalton to smoke the bombers in this one. I think Waddle has his first like, oh shit kind of game. And I think like you said, Watson and Cooper relying, those Browns relying a lot more on the pass. I see that being a lot better of a situation. And he's got Njoku as his tight end, another Brown. It's, It's Browns or nothing over there at Rick Dalton. And I think he
0: gets it done. Another chance for somebody to open the floodgates on Thursday night football. That is the Bass Pro, Bro- Pro Bombers, excuse me, with Brock Purdy playing the Giants. I don't think the Giants are any good. I think this is going to be a classic Brock Purdy game management game. He's only projected 16. I think he's going to hit that, but not much more. On the other side, you got Deshaun and Amari Cooper, David Njoku. And I know I've already mentioned this once on this on this episode, but with Nick Chubb hurt, they're going to be throwing the ball a little more. So does that mean a few more interceptions for Deshaun? I don't know. But does it mean more targets for Njoku and Cooper? I think so. So I'm rocking with you, E. I think Rick Dalton picks up the first win of the season, and the defending champs fall to 0-3, unfortunately. Um, Absolutely. Finally, we'll wrap this thing up. Chips Fever, 0-2, looking for their first win against Hyde Mr. Moon, 1-1, despite not scoring 100 points yet this season. This is a this this is like kind of I think this is a do or die game for Chips Fever. I really do.
1: I almost think this is a do or die game for both of them, honestly, because Jack's <laughs> first win wasn't even too impressive. If Jack scores under hundred again, I'm 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 questioning my roster. I'm I'm sitting there asking where, where I went wrong, and um, I will back that up with saying. So, Justin Fields has received a lot of a lot of neg- negative energy directed at him. well deserved, obviously. A, this is one of those games where time and time again, everyone is like backs against the wall on Justin Fields, where they' like or, or any player for that matter, where they have two games, and then it's like, well, they suck. I can see Fields honestly, having one of those games where he just proves everybody wrong. I think in a game where it's like so clearly lopsided towards Kansas City, I can see Justin Fields being like, you know what? Fuck the coaches. I'm just going to go out there and play. And then like running for 150 and throwing for 253 touchdowns. I can see it. Do I think that's going to happen? Maybe not, but I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to take Moon in this one and give me another low-scoring matchup.
0: All right. So I am also going to take Moon for a completely different reason I think Justin Fields is going to suck. The good news for Moon is they've got the Chiefs defense. You could see a Cowboys-esque stat line here of 30-plus. Oh, boy. Dude, this Justin Fields situation is not good. It's just not. We got the defensive coordinator stepping down after two games. We got Justin Fields at the podium blaming the coaching staff. Chase Claypool was brought in to do some big things. He hasn't done shit. So I That mean,
1: guy, yeah, that guy's a wash. That guy's I terrible. Mean,
0: We'll see here again. I this is another one. Chips Fever, it's do or die for you. I think if Josh Allen puts on that cape and and, and look, let's not forget Chips Fever, you got the you got the Josh Allen Stefan Diggs one two punch. That could be huge for you. I just personally okay. I, I think this Chiefs defense is gonna have a heyday. I think Moon breaks a hundred for the first time this season and uh comes away with a win. Good stuff. E, if I might ask you before we move into the gambling corner, which matchup are you most excited for in week three?
1: I am honestly, I'm most excited for you and Philly over there. The one five matchup. I think that's going to be one of the better ones of the day. It's either that or Nate and Mitchell. Maybe, maybe I'll say Nate, maybe I'll say Nate and Mitchell solely because that's the closest one and projecting to be. And, uh, that's another just a couple hotheads over there going at it so i'll be interested to be up to date on that
0: yeah as as members of the media ethan and i are rooting for chaos and the kid carts flying dutchman matchup has the most potential to produce a group chat just blowing up with expletives and trash talk and all that stuff so give it to me please, i want please
1: talk shit please
0: i want like a, i want a slugfest i want like i want everyone to be sweating this thing out on monday night football is there anyone I need okay. Mitchell. I need
1: Mitchell to make some personal comments. Like I want Mitchell to take some personal shots here.
0: Because I'm, I'm I think hoping- Nate's gonna be
1: locked in that room like LeBron game six, like that type shit.
0: Uh, here's, <laughs> here's, here's what I need. Here's what I need, E. Because the only Monday night football player that's currently on their uh in their starting lineup is Chris Godwin going for Nate on Monday night. What I need that just what I need for the headlines in, in the media and the talking heads, what I need is for Karch to be up by, like, five going into that game. Bro, like, yeah. And then for Baker Mayfield to just turn back into Baker Mayfield and Godwin only gets, like, two catches for 12 yards. That's what I need. Dude,
1: yeah, that that would be that would be A material, S-tier material for the pod, and we're totally here for it. So not praying on anybody's downfall, but we were just saying that would be awesome if it did happen.
0: Yeah, you know, we, we, we root for chaos. We root for topics. We root for storylines. We root for the narrative. So now we'll move into our gambling corner as we kind of wind down this episode here. Ethan, do you have an NFL line for this week that you think is an absolute lock?
1: Oh, I did. Hold on, let me see this. Give me the Cowboys minus 11 and a half. I think the Cowboys are going to stomp on the Cardinals, Just and it's not going to be close. Like They're playing with some ferocity. Is that a word, ferocity? What am I looking for? Ferociousness? I don't know. They're going to play mean, and they're going to kill them. So I think that minus 11 and a half is going to hit.
0: In the same vein, I think the Chiefs are going to absolutely railroad the Chicago Bears. Give me Chiefs minus 12 and a half. Um, If you want like free money, just take Chiefs money line, but that's no fun. There's no value on it. It's minus 800. Take the spread. They will hit it. The Chiefs are going to beat the Bears by at least three touchdowns. The Bears got stomped by the Packers, who I think are a very average team, not a bad team, but average. So imagine what Mahomes is going to do. By the way, also, Sleeping giant Mahomes hasn't had a great season thus far, honestly. I mean, the, the Chiefs are one and one, and he hasn't put right. up a ton of numbers yet. They're only averaging like 18 points a game in their two games. This is his get right game. Mahomes blows up the Bears minus 12 and a half. E, do you have a sure. fantasy player lock of the week? Last last week, by the way, I gotta add this in. Lamar Jackson's over 20 points, which was my pick. That hit. Najee Harris is under 12 points, which was E's lock. That hit. So we're red hot here. Let's keep it moving.
1: I'm I'm gonna head on over to the breeze camp. And I think a couple players are gonna exceed expectations. I got a three player parlay overs. Give me Jay Herbo, give me Jay Jetta, and give me Aubrey. <laughs> Brandon Aubrey, the kicker <laughs> for the Cowboys. Give me a three-player uh, parlay over for Mr. Breeze.
0: All right. Um, I will. I, I kind of like that. I think we should have to start doing parlays just to make it harder. But for the sake of this week, I will throw this in there. Gavin, you're playing Ethan right here on this panel. It looks like you have made the switch to Matthew Stafford because Anthony Richardson is questionable. looks like he's not going to play. Love Stafford to go over over 16.9. That's not crazy, right? Like that's not that's not a crazy number. It's not all, crazy. All you've got to do is throw a couple touchdowns, you could even throw an interception, just throw for 300-ish yards, similar to what he did week 1 and that's going to hit. So that's my lock for the week. Gavin, I'm with you in spirit man. I hope you get your first win. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Um <laughs> Ethan, do you have a what's next? What do we do? Oh, your money line for this money league. line pick. And by the way, last week, yeah, last week I picked yeah, over Filipinos that hit. You picked Bass Pro Bombers over Kid Carts which missed. So you're going to have to get back in the big, get back in the yep. win column here. E. Let's go.
1: I got, I got my bounce back game here and I'm not going to sit here and pick obvious games, right? I like picking the close ones. I like Robbie over Bass Pro. Give me Rick Dalton again, fortune favors the bold. And I think Rob's been making some bold moves and I'm here for it. Active managers equal active wins. Give me Rick Dalton over Bass Pro.
0: Oof. That's a good one. I'm I'm struggling to find one because I like that matchup too. I almost want to say I, my lock is Philly to beat me, but that would make me sound like such a loser. I'm you know what? I'll oh, say you'd this. be
1: such a loser.
0: I rocked with it last week. I'm doubling down. Trevolution moves the three and oh, beats Sparty Squad. It's my lock for the week. Joe Burrow showed Media
1: up. loves some Trevolution.
0: The media loves it. I just think that Cowboys defense is a hack. I mean, that's equivalent to having just an extra quarterback out there. They'll put the numbers. Very true. Very true. You are my lock this week. Uh, And that's about all we got. Now let's do a quick throne room and doghouse. Quick disclaimer. Me being the ADHD ridden idiot that I am. uh, (laughs) Cut last week's episode off after two doghouse picks. There's supposed to be four. So they're we'll supposed to
1: be four. It's supposed to be a four and four. So two of you got lucky last week.
0: It's supposed to be foe and foe. So we'll start. <laughs> Ethan, we'll start with the throne room. Who's your first pick?
1: The first pick for the throne room, Mr. Trent Bally, Detroit Rock City. Welcome to the throne room. I think you were in it last week. You will remain in it on my part.
0: Yeah, I mean a sixty-three point win. I wasn't gonna pick myself. I was hoping and praying you would do it, so I didn't have to be the boisterous asshole. But yeah, I mean, if you if you win by it's sixty-three points, if you win by fifty plus, you should be in the throne room. Um, let's go to another one. I, I I gotta give credit to Trevor. I know it sounds so lame, and I keep I'm just I'm just riding Trevor right now. But look, like he's two and zero. He looks like one of the best teams in this league, and like I keep saying, he's doing all of this with Joe Burrow playing very very subpar. And we know that you need quarterbacks to put up numbers to win in this league. And so mm-hmm. far, Trevor's 2-0 and with very pedestrian, borderline bad quarterback play. So, Trev, you're in the throne room as well.
1: Sure. I got a I got a new member to the throne room. We're adding a new member, and uh, that means somebody's getting off. The new member to the throne room, Mr. Matthew Clark. Welcome to the throne room. I love what every, everything that's going on over there at Clarkie Boy. I think he's got a great foundation of an organization. Again, last week's win was without Austin Eckler, so uh, that's pretty scary. I think clarky has got a bright future ahead, and uh, Clarky, welcome to the throne room, sir.
0: Nice pick. Welcome, Clark. I will throw in Breeze with a 57.96 win. We already talked about it. It was the first recap that we did. Dave, I called you out last week. I said it was my biggest storyline for this week. How do you respond? You responded great silent killer dave welcome to the throne room now let's do the dog that house. means
1: philly and philly and devon are out of the of the throne room just make that clear
0: don't let the door hit you on the way out yeah. <laughs> feels good it feels good up in here but anyways let's move on let's do the doghouse final thing this week ethan who belongs in the dungeon of this league
1: uh remaining in the doghouse would be the feeling gavin petty and uh, Gavin, again, you got a bright future ahead with Cup and Taylor coming back, but there's just no way I can remove you from that decrepit place as of right now. So you will remain in the doghouse for everything that is it's worth.
0: Chris, if I had anything to say about it, because I talked about last week that you and I, we've got a very respectful rivalry. We don't talk shit to each other. We don't. But but, dog, I mean, prove me wrong. You got to get your first win this week. You got to get back on track. You're a couple years removed from a ring. I mean what what are we seeing here? What is this? This is this is Bengals 10. So so Lord. so gimme, I'll put Chip's fever down in the dungeon for now. You got plenty of time to turn this thing around, Chris. Let's see it. This is gonna sound pretty
1: uh pretty crazy, I think, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna stand on a rock and I'm gonna shout this one from Mount Sinai. But uh Mr. Moon is in the doghouse. And I I say that and I know that I lost to Jack week 1, okay? I know that I lost to Jack, but hey, at least I'm putting up more than 100 points. Jack, your team worries me. I'm a little nervous for you. Number one manager in the past few years, by the way, but it's not looking like it this year. Jack is in the doghouse.
0: Again, what are we if we're not objective? We are nothing. So, this is there's only one spot left. There's two 2 teams I'm looking at right here. It's either the Bass Pro Bombers or Rick Dalton, and I'm going to give the edge to the one with championship pedigree, and that is the Bass Pro Bombers. So I, Rick Dalton, Rob, I will throw in the qualifier. If you drop Aaron Rodgers, prove Rogers, us
1: wrong, wrong, Rob. Prove us wrong.
0: If you drop Aaron Rodgers, Rob, I will put I will put an honorary fifth throne in the throne room for you next week. But for now, you're, <laughs> for now you're in the doghouse, unfortunately. Again, prove me wrong. Get your first win. Love to see it.
1: All right, man. We got a packed throne room and a packed doghouse. And uh, with that, we got an exciting week three coming in. So much room for opportunity, so much room for growth. And uh, Trent, this makes me love watching the games even more because I'm just so excited to hear what everyone's saying. So this is awesome. This podcast is awesome. We'll have some more different type of action coming up, I'm sure, in weeks to come. A lot of people reached out about wanting to come on. So we'll have to throw something in maybe next week but trent anywhere any words from you
0: famous last words yeah shout out to trevor for uh, sending in a little message. If anyone wants to do that, it's very easy to pop it into the episode. So make your voice heard. If you got a little confidential stuff you want to throw out there, you got, if you want to do it anonymously too, you can just let us know. <laughs> anonymous oh, you, can, no. you can read anonymous source messages on here. So whatever. Yeah. Just another, another fun episode. E thanks for, thanks for taking the time to make this happen this week. Um, I'm hoping the guys enjoy it and best of luck to everybody in week three, except for Philly, because I'm playing you, even though I think you're going to beat me, but Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to bite off a kneecap going down.
1: Hey, damn straight. Thank you guys for listening. We love you week three. Let's have some fun.